I saw you apply to the Flight Academy again. I'm your new wingman, sir. The coil. Local scum use it for cover to launch attacks. This is their turf, so move on. Keep your eyes open. No southern moves. Who the hell are you? We're OMC. And OMC belongs to Sato Khan. Is that your boss? Are we supposed to be scared of him or something? Yeah. The OMC aren't the only ones listening into comms. by Vandal forces. Repeat, we are under attack. There have been battles. There have been losses. Each and every one of you has proven yourself time and again. We will not Lose the system! We will not fall back! Haven't seen that in ages. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Soul Citizen. This is episode 101. We're talking about firepower, and we have today with us a special guest, Star Jump Grim. How are you doing, Star Jump Grim? Or do you want to be called Grim? Which one? Which one? Which one? Yeah, Grim's fine. Grim, Star Jump, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Grim's fine. I appreciate you having me on. Always a blast. This is like your what? Your second time or third time on with us? I think it's second. I think. Second. Yeah. 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 Second. So, so you're, you're, you're almost a regular here. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting, starting to get my feet. Yeah. And Trikazak, thank you for the gift strap to, to start the ground. Appreciate it. And Appreciate we, that. we had some, some, some more returning champions with us today. Welcome to Karate. This is your third show now, I believe. Yeah. It is my third. Yeah. It's my third. <laughs> Glad to be you're here, like, best call. Thanks for the yeah, you, Okay, okay. You, you, and you, you're also becoming regular here. This is like, what? 
within like six weeks your third show in six weeks so yeah, yeah. yeah i'm excited yeah, yeah. Be, don't be like me and, and, and well you're welcome okay <laughs> well, and speaking of and speaking of welcome we're not welcome let's go map how are you doing <laughs> you're not gonna say hey, like uh, way. Uh, that's cute i think i had like three shows in four weeks no hey man it's always a pleasure to be here this is i wouldn't want to be anywhere else on a sunday evening right here especially when it's not football season <laughs> oh, okay i was gonna say what about <laughs> I, I remember that one super bowl all night <laughs> all right like i said this is the episode top of firepower we're talking about um ships and star citizen with interest size and up so that includes uh, the, the, the um the ship that you see on the screen there and quite a few others and we started with the ue video that was the video for the promo for Squadron 42 i haven't seen that in ages anyone having the thoughts on that uh Kalati? i can remember every single line that's that's said in that trailer <laughs> how many times have you seen that I've seen it a lot of times, but I haven't seen it recently, but because I've seen it a lot of times, I can still remember every single line in that video, in that trailer. Yeah, how about you, uh, Gomab? Uh, Go I've seen it a lot. I've okay, seen it a lot. Yeah, I've seen it a lot. And every time I, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful, you know, um, but just can't wait. I don't like to, to see me. it. I want to, to see me, it no more because it makes me makes me anxious. I want to. I want to right, see. yeah, it's, it's like I, I was almost drooling thinking about it. But to me, it's like the, the, I think that video came out like in 2016, so it already so it's, it's already a little bit dated. Already a little bit dated, and you know that that, that that's kind of sad. What do you think about the um the, the video, Graham? Uh, for me, it just reminds me of of how much we haven't seen, and that's both you know, frustrating and equally exciting because you know we're going to see it eventually. But just in the video, seeing all some of those environments look absolutely epic. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. And watching that video, I, I mean, I love all the stars and ship commercials and stuff, but watching that one, I feel like Chris Roberts's uh, director hat really comes through on that one. You can tell it's got, you know, it has all those like touchstones of like a film trailer, you know, like a really epic film trailer. Cool. All right. Thank you. So yeah, up first we're going to talk about. Uh, well, I, I, I've already introduced Graham, and, we have, and we're getting most of our info from this from the Star Citizen Ricky. But first up, we're going to talk about the address, the M and P, and a bit of the K. So yes, um, so d d d right now you're having these d the size comparison chart with um the refugees retribution at the top, but we're going to start from the sm smallest to 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 the biggest. So the biggest um. M and P. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Idris, um, Graham? Um, well, it's it's a ship that I really wasn't interested in for a long time until recently, um, where I finally had to like pledge for this thing. Um, I, I I love the design, and I love that um, it's while it's while it's going to be a threat that ship in the verse i love that all you know a majority of its firepower is concentrated in one direction so it's going to be a ship that to really fully employ um you know its armament you're going to have to use it in you know smart and kind of like tactical ways um but then on the other hand it's a capital ship so it's it's going to have all those other functions that go along with it um so where, whereas you, you have other ships that have tons of turrets and stuff on them, and, and while the Idris does have that, 
the Idris's real focus is right out that front end, and you're going to have to have all the people on the ship, you know, the engineers, the pilots, uh, you know, all those, all, all your crew working in tandem to make sure that one devastating weapon is pointed the right way. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be in a funded out thing. Uh, Kalari, yeah. can you do me a favor and read the blurb for the, for the Idris? Yeah, sure, sure thing. All right, so the Idris M-P frigate. The Aegis Idris M Idris Military is a frigate used by the UEE military. It lends its name to the standard line of frigates in the United Earth United Empire of Earth Navy or UEEN. Idrises are lar are larger than traditional corvettes, but smaller than destroyers and destroyer escorts. They can be found in most active battle group formations in the human military. They are used for everything from long duration patrols to scouting dangerous jump points to interdiction. In addition to typical capital weaponry, Idris class ships mainly oh sorry, Idris class ships maintain a flight deck and a small spacecraft detachment. Thank you, thank you dog again for the gift job. So yeah, after you actually read out that, what are your thoughts about the Idris Calvary? Oh man, so um I'm I'm gonna kinda of touch on, on, on what um Star Jump had, had mentioned it with regards to the engineering gameplay, and um, ever since we saw some more, well, heard some more information from the EUP um, feature team, I'm very curious as to um, to see how like the demands that it will take um, player-wise to operate the ship and cool. actually maximize its functionality. But also curious to see you know how it'll feel when a ship like this experiences something like, you know, um, if, if when it's disabled, for instance, and how long it'll take or how difficult it, it may be to really get it back in order if it's under a lot of fire, you know? So I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing it being player operated in the future. Yeah, that would be interesting. Hmm. I, I mean, there's quite a few people who expect the, who, who bought addresses who like, uh, haven't have a plan ahead for how much people how many people it, it, it will take to, to run this ship what do you think yeah. on that yeah a lot of folks you know they see a big ship with big guns and they pull out their wallets and spend big money um <laughs> it, <laughs> i think I, I can't wait i know people that have addresses and i can't wait to have one of my alts like permanently just parked on that ship so that whenever uh -huh. they're playing on it then i can just you know log into that alt and be a, a crewman uh on that ship it's going to be fun i there's no way in the world i would ever buy one because i don't want to have to marshal together that many people um in order to make this ship as effective as it needs to be right as you as, as you need to have it you know you gotta have a lot of people to make this ship effective Exactly. Can, can, can you imagine being responsible for not just the people on it, but the ship too, or like being responsible for all that and, and the logistic of, of, of running a ship that size? And whatever, yeah. and whatever you're carrying, because you got to imagine all those, like Gomez said, you know, all these people come on board your ship, ship to help man it. They're going to be bringing their own personal inventories, weapons, armor, mm -hmm. all that. You, you're kind of responsible for all that. So in a sense, you almost become this big raid leader. Um, and it, yeah, there's a lot of stress, I think, associated with that. Yeah, and I was asked, uh, Unique Gaming asked, how many interest ships do you have, FC? Zero. <laughs> I don't have anything of, uh, anything bigger than the Endeavor, which is what I have behind me. That's my, that's my capital, capital ship. That, that, I'm, it's not even called a capital ship, I'm just calling it that myself. So that's I mean, behind me. 
Talking right. about the multi-crew gameplay, though, one thing that I think players will have to deal with with the on the Idris specifically um, is a lot of people look at its internal hangar is this you know big benefit, and all it carries it's you know the fighters internally they're well protected. Um, but one thing I think everyone's going to need to think about too is what if this ship is in like an active you know battle zone. Um, whether that's NPCs or other, especially other players, if you have the the front and the rear ramp open so that the internal hangar is accessible, um, you're going to have to keep opening and closing that in order to protect the Idris. Because the last thing you want to do is just leave it open and some enemy fighter snoops in there. And next thing you know, you had a boarding party inside the Idris. Um, so the Idris, one of those multi-crew stations I can already see, um, you know, being needed would be something akin to an air boss and like, you know, the Navy, you know, someone that's controlling that air traffic specifically coming in and out of the Idris and thus closing those doors, opening those doors, deciding when it's appropriate to open them. Um, so, you know, ships like the Kraken may need that a little bit as well, but, it, you know, at least on the Kraken, ships can kind of come and go as they please because of the open pads. The Idris, that's going to be a little different. So I have a question for you. Do you, do you believe an NPC would, would be better at that, or, or would you need a, a player to, to rotate around full-time? I don't know, because I don't know if, if how it's going to function. For example, if you had an NPC assigned to that, you know, air boss role, and you're sitting in a fighter in the hangar of the Idris, do you then call up on your Moby Glass, the ATC hotkey button or whatever, and then ATC just opens the door? But then if you're the ship captain and you're in an active battle zone and the ship's getting hit hard by enemy fire, do you necessarily want to be opening up those big armored doors? So you kind of have to wonder, like, how vulnerable will the Idris be with those doors open? I mean, we obviously will have its shields. But, you know, uh, it does make you wonder because, you know, there's going to be, especially when you're playing uh, against human adversaries, you know, there's going to be that one that, you know, when if he sees those doors open, he's going to try to fly inside of the Idris and land and get out and wreak havoc. <laughs> I'm yeah. curious then uh, if there are or if um, they'll give us any. Well, we know, for instance, um, we're seeing like on the other cutlass steel, right? We have the, the auto mounted um, turrets. Of course, in you know, inside of these ships, we don't actually have those turrets, at least for now. Um, but I'm curious to um, to uh, to see if CIG will you know give us the ability to, um, you know, custom place turrets somewhere. Um, that in case you know one of these skilled players were to just fly in, in um into that into that hangar space and just wreak mm -hmm. havoc, because yeah. we'll be really vulnerable. You know. You don't need none of that, man. Just park a cutty steel right in the middle of the, the flight deck. <laughs> and you can take care of anybody that go. comes in there. You know, just have everybody sitting on those guns on the cutty steel, man. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all you need. Useful shit. Speaking of turd, I was just um, showing the, um, the loadout for it. So the Idris M has 10 destroyer mass drivers. And for turds, it has two sides. Uh, two side four revenant uh, Gatling gun, seven um, M9A laser cannon, and five uh, Galadrine laser repeaters, and also has five ASM 20 Class C stalker um, missiles. So that's, 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 that's a, a size 10. That's a size 10 destroyer mass driver. That's the rail gun on the front. Oh, that's what that okay. is. That's a 10. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's a 10. Okay. 
Yeah. So yeah. So that's quite a bit of firepower. I, I, yeah, we that we definitely want to be in 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 the front of that ship because yeah, we've seen it a few times in game and uh in in, in the PU and on, on on the live, especially for like um Invictus Week and, and whatnot. So it it. I mean, I remember. Uh, I think it was the javelin tour. So we, we, we'll talk about that. I talk about that later. But one of the tours, I, I think that it, it convinced a lot of people to to mount that ship because they realized it's too big for them to handle and, uh, mm. with with the crew that that, that they think that they, they perceive them having. Yeah, uh, I, I mean the it, it's. I think uh, when people got to tour those during Invictus, it was a little bit of an eye opener. You know what I mean. Um, just in terms of how large these ships are. And we know even as recent as not last Invictus, but the Invictus before that, when John Crew did that, you know, Ships of Invictus talk, he was specifically asked about, um, you know, the plan for capital ships and what it's going to take to run those. And he reiterated that a capital ship will be an org endeavor. That is the ultimate game design goal. You know, we'll see if they stick to that. But, you know, at least... As recently as a you know a year and a half ago, we heard from the vehicle director that capitals are supposed to be org projects. You know, right? Yeah. Oh, if, if, if everyone has questions, like the Nightbot said, go ahead and use the reward token down below the chat box, and we'll answer it at the end of the show. So we should ask questions if you have anything. Yeah. So that we, we most talk about the Idris M and P, but there's also the Idris K, which is a, a kit. Uh, I don't n n know much about the Idris uh, K, but I don't, I'm not sure if there's a lot of information out there. But the, 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 either of you have um, information about the Idris K versus the MNP? It is. It yeah. essentially um, it essentially takes the P um, and gets it close to the M in terms of armament. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure someone in chat could probably correct me, I, I believe you do lose a little bit of cargo capacity um, on, on the Idris M, and that's primarily because of missile storage, I believe, because I think that's something that the P doesn't have is the missile racks. It also doesn't have the size 10 mass driver, so um, the K kit gives you a size 10 energy weapon but i don't think it's the mass driver i think that is unique to the um, idris m i think the k kit gives you a, a different size 10 weapon um so yeah I, I essentially the k kit is supposed to bring up the armament of the p close or in approximation to it to an m okay, I, I gotta give you unique this one this is a good one the idris k pop is, is made in korea <laughs> Good one, you know. Of course. You know, you, you, you know, you know my sense of humor. The Idris so we, 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 t we, we touched a little bit on, on the Javelin. So let's go to the Javelin next. I believe there's a, a, a video that should, should come out. But uh, go, Mab. You want to read about the Javelin, please? Sure. Um, designed for use by the UE military, the Javelin is a massive modular capital ship that can be appropriated for entrepreneurial use. With a detailed interior, uh, plenty of modular room options, and a high crew capacity, the Javelin is a ship that has made a name for itself in a variety of roles. Yeah, so what are your thoughts about the Javelin after reading that, Gomad? Uh, you know, again, it's, it's one of those military ships that can, you know, uh, heavily armored, heavily armed, uh, very versatile and has been used, um, you know, ha has been 
sold to the to the to the private sector uh for whatever they may decide to to use it for i imagine for you know protecting trade routes uh, or protecting uh land claims that may or may not be outside of ue space you know so the navy might not be able to get there to help you out so you may need to go ahead and make sure you have your own uh crew and fleet of ships there to protect against uh, uh anybody who may want to encroach on your territory so you know, it just means it's accessible to uh, uh, others outside of the the regime that is in charge right now. Yeah, so I'm looking at the um, the the ship matrix for the sizes. The Idris is, is size 240, 242 meters, 242 meters in, in length, and the Javelin is size 480 meters in, in length. So quite a big jump. Uh, it's almost twice the size of, of an address. And so, like I said, we, we got the two of, two of these on the, um, the, the Invictus Week um, last year. And it, we, didn't, we didn't even get access to all of it, right, right, right Kyle No, and um, I've got a question for, 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 for all of you, really. And um, so when the, the Javelin... Um, becomes more accessible to players, right? Well, becomes accessible to players as a whole. Do you think in the beginning, at least, we'll be seeing players just branching out? Um, let's say in the first couple of months, right? Do you think we'll be seeing the, um, the, the Javelin in like the more secure space um, because let's say an org or so may not have enough personnel uh, to run it, or based on what you've seen and what you know uh, from people who own a, a javelin, do you think that they'll just, you know, go right into the dangerous territory where the javelin can actually okay. be of some use? Because the thing is, with the kind of operational um, costs and uh, the manpower that you would need, even if it's uh, if you're hiring NPCs also. Uh, if you keep a ship like that, or if you fly around a ship like that in secure space, you're not really finding much action, right? And as a result, you may not necessarily encounter um, a lot of, let's say, rewards, mission-wise, etc., to really justify um, the upkeep. So what do you think in the first three months or so? Yeah. If somebody gave you a fighter jet today, you'd lose it next week because you wouldn't have enough money to pay for parking. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that have these big ships that are when the game comes out, I don't care how much starter UEC you have, you won't have enough money to lift it off five feet off the ground. Yeah, you and I hope at those beginning those beginning stages, it's it's extremely rare sight, even if it's owned by more people than, you know, we see. All right. Yeah, but, everybody will have to pull uh, their resources together just to get it in orbit. So, I, so as, long, as long as I maintain four feet, I'm fine. That that what you're saying? Yeah. There's there's a <laughs> there's another right, aspect though of of capitals that um, I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I think if CIG implemented this, it would give capital ships like the Javelin and the the Idris and, and other ships like that. It would give them usage in you know non-hostile space, and that would be to do this. So currently, you know, with 317, we're going to be getting the quantum system injected into the game in a very limited way, right? I think it's just with some commodities like refuel and, and stuff like that. 
but we know that quantum is going to dictate a lot of what happens in the verse around us. Well, if you think to large military vessels now in, in the real world, like if you think of a, a U.S. you know aircraft carrier strike group, the U.S. will send that to certain waters, you know, um, even if they know it's not going to get in combat, just the act of sending it is almost some sort of gesture, right? And can affect things around it. And I think it would be really cool if, for example, if you took a javelin into Stanton, or let's say you took a javelin into Pyro, oh. if NPC or other players detected you on their radars and fed that information back to Quantum, that back-end system, it would be cool if Quantum would start adjusting things based off the knowledge that a capital ship like a Javelin has entered the system. And what I mean by that is if you have a Javelin over in Quadrant A of Pyro, I would think a lot of small pirate ships would kind of avoid that area. You know what I mean? And probably hang out in quadrants two, three, and four instead of hanging out in quadrant one because they know a javelin is there and there's a major threat there. So it could be cool if quantum, based off player capital ships, started adjusting dynamically to where if you were in an org and a lot of other orgs are complaining about pirates and stuff ganking them all the time and, and you know, Magnus, you send out your Idris, your Idris doesn't even have to really get in battle, but just the act of flying around and patrolling the system. It could be deterrent. Yeah, it could shift the balance a little bit. That's something I would love to see in Quantum, personally, for these big capitals. I would take it a step further. I would just take it a small step further and say not just be in the system, but... Like they could, you a javelin could be in the system to join the fight with the bad guys, right? Exactly, they don't know, yeah. so it's they, they, you know, quantum should Qantas should react to their actions. So if they come, that's one thing. But if they start blowing up Nine Tails, or if they start blowing up Xenothread, or if they start blowing up UEE personnel, right? Then that's where Quanta will adjust. To, yeah. to 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 temper the response. Okay. Yeah, because if if the javelin just shows up and they're not doing anything, a fall in, or it could be just fleet weak, and the sailors are, are, are there for like a, 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 a some R and R fall, well, you know. And that could that could maybe play into the reputation system, though. So, for example, let's say if a, a pirate org has their javelin out in a system, and it's somebody in a star runner or a herald got a really good scan on it right like a really good scan they know who's on board they know yeah. the name of the ship and all that and let's say they have a really high pirate reputation it would be cool then to see maybe that news is getting out there because data runners have scanned it and mm -hmm. and then maybe you do see other pirates start popping up in the system because they feel safe because this idris is now out there essentially what i'm kind of going going for here is that like I would love for CIG to find a reason to just simply patrol and capital ships instead of just bringing them out to shoot. You know what I mean? That that could be really interesting um, because you're you're going to need a reason to bring out some of these ships because they're going to be huge money drains on an org's coffers, both in fuel, armament, all that kind of stuff. And what you say, it, it could depend on like the, the quantity and what's, what's available. Because as we saw in the trailer from, from the opening video, we are at war with the Grand Duel, so they, they might not be available for certain crowd systems that um that you know don't don't, don't count as much or, or, or not a priority to, to to the UEE. So it would be nice, but I don't think that 
I'm not, I'm not sure what the quantity is, uh, is going to be for these big ships. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to see uh, them. I, I, I want to see response times and locations play into what you can actually do before they can get there. So if you see a, you know, if a javelin is spotted on one side of Pyro, you know, you can go and wreak havoc uh on this settlement before they can get there to respond you just got to get in and out yeah before they can uh, get into the right. AO. And, and i think it'd be cool again if all this is based off if the information is gathered if an idris comes in the system yes. and no one scanned it then obviously it would have no effect but one thing i will say is um you know based off my poking around uh, which everyone knows i love ship models I am anticipating that this Invictus, we we sh I'm thinking we'll get to tour much more of the Idris, or sorry, much more of the Javelin, because oh, there's they, because there is. I'll just leave it at this. There is a lot more of the interior in game than we've seen that are actually uh. in the files that are that's there in the Idris, or sorry, in the Javelin. I keep saying Idris. Um, there's yeah, a lot. I'm talking, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking multiple decks, multiple, you know if not the entire ship is there uh, because the javelin is done done um so I'm, i'd be really cool if they you know open it up a little bit more i'm not expecting the whole ship to be open but it'd be cool if no. a little bit more of the ship is opened up this year i think that'd be really cool especially that that, that would make sense in lore because there will there will be some uh areas that, that are off limits to civilians yeah yeah. All right, so up next we have the Pegasus. Um, I'm going to read this one. The Pegasus is the escort carrier. The RSI Pegasus class escort carrier is the Empire's premier small carrier, capable of supporting the operation of up to 32 starfighters far from friendly supply. Typically, it will accommodate 16 Hornets and 16 Gladiators, but the fighter group can be tailored at mission demand. In addition to the fighters, there are also two Argo utility ships on board. If needed, two retaliators can be held in the under in, in the underslung position. Uh, Calvati, can you read the history of the, of the Pegasus for me, please? Yeah, sure. So the history of the Pegasus. The first Pegasus was constructed in the late 2520 during humanity's era of tension with the Xi'an and was subsequently stopped being produced in 2860 after tensions lowered. But in, but in 2946, Admiral Ernst Bishop pressured Robert Space Industries to again start producing it after witnessing an outdated Perseus, the UEES Achilles, performing very effective against the Vandul. RSI used this opportunity to redesign the, the Perseus for the civilian market and integrated a cargo bay capable of storing land vehicles into it. Was that supposed to say Pegasus? I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just rolling with it. But yeah. Oh, uh, so just, thank you for that. Yeah. So yeah, you got the Pegasus on the stream, uh, the, the image of it right now. I, have, I can't really tell the... Um, I cannot really tell the, the the length of it from the screen, but it looks huge. It's about nine hundred. See that? I think, believe it's nine hundred meters long. Yeah, that uh, dot right there is a Connie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about the length of, uh, uh, of the of the Bengal, then, or it's yeah, it's only about a hundred meters short of the Bengal. Ah. Um, I've actually seen two listed links for the Pegasus, which at one point was called the Panther. So sometimes you'll find it out there in the wild under the oh, name okay. Panther. But it, um, I've seen it listed at 990 meters and 900 meters. I think the more accurate measurement is 900 meters, though. 
And, and if I would get bigger than that, because how, how old is that data that you, that you just Yeah, saw? I was going to say. Well, I think the, you know, the last data is just from the, the video that, or the, um, I think it's actually a subscriber vault thing that has a lot of the images that you're seeing right now. Um, and then there's been some rumor to suggest that the Pegasus actually is in, will be a ship that will be maybe briefly seen in episode one of squadron but it will actually feature more in episode two i don't know that is purely just rumor i've heard but um besides these images we haven't seen much um but based off the 3d model i'm seeing here uh, it looks like a lot of work has been done to it and a lot of this is it, it's very possible there's a lot of kit bashing going on here but it from my eyes it looks like a pretty polished model Okay, and for the history that um that the Kawadi read, we think that, that that was a mistake. So sorry about that. But it, uh, yeah, this is an OSI uh, ship. Uh, they they make uh, a few big ships. Because I believe the Bengal is OSI too. So mm -hmm. OSI evidently are big ship makers in addition to like the the, the smaller Aurora and, and Constellation. So. That's that, that's quite uh, something for a manufacturer to, yeah. to, to have that to have that much uh, manufacturing capability. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, and I believe, and I'm and I'm not 100 percent sure on this one, but I believe I've heard that RSI has some of the largest, if not the largest, capital shipyard. So they're prime, they're really the primary shipbuilder for these type of ships because they have the ability to do so in lore. Um. So yeah. yeah. And we'll, and that will that'll come up a little bit when we talk about the retribution for sure. So as far as you know, there's no um, hologram or, or model for, that you can pull the packages, right? You don't have a model for that or anything. Um, I do, but there's not oh, one do. for the public. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's not one for the We have an okay, image guys. later we'll share that you'll see the Pegasus next to some other ships and you can kind of see how big it is. It's, okay. I will say that the, the model available to the public is pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> Where I was going with that is, I was just wondering, what, 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 what do you know of the, the weapon complement on that thing? That, that's where I was going. I'll be honest with you. I don't really know the weapon complement. What I can say is just kind of looking around the model is, is and it's an extremely rough model. It's not as detailed mm -hmm. as the one you're seeing here. It's more like a, the hollow model version of this. Um, you can see the turrets quite clearly and they're big we're talking uh javelin level um turrets and i'm talking i'm talking like main javelin turrets not the ones on the side but the the big ones up on the top um uh, on the top uh and bottom of the rear of the javelin it's easily as big as that if not bigger so it's definitely got some monster guns on this thing and it's it looked to me like it has two or three of those turrets on it and then i'm sure there's a ton of small tiny turrets that i can't even really make out i mean i think we know the bengal has like 90 some odd turrets i'm sure this ship is is much the same yeah so this is this is more of a carrier or they call it they, they do actually call it a carrier so it's more known for carrier or carrying carrying ship than the weapon ship so evidently if you put like carry like 32 starfighters so imagine if all those starfighters were tonked imagine firepower that thing would have right Sweet. go out <laughs> Nothing going bad. Nothing. 
Yeah. <laughs> you just open the doors and shoot the tanks out of it. I can yeah, see that man. being a valid gameplay. And then, you know, all of then they were like, oh, that's too powerful. We have to make the you know, top tanks shoot <laughs> sideways. <laughs> so this ship is not, well, won't be purchasable like the Bengal, right? No. Okay. I'm curious uh, enough, if, yeah. okay. I'm curious if you guys think that, um, similar to, you know, what CIG has said in the past, uh, what we've speculated, if, um, it's, you know, we'll probably find ships like these, you know, like wreckages, um, somewhere in, um, in space and we'll have to like, you know, um, repair them to some extent and we'll have to hold them in, in, in some way until someone, you know, takes it from us. Do you guys think that's, that that's going to be possible too, or? Um, it, it, do you think it's going to be um, more restricted as well? I hope that's the case. I really do. I, th I think they they would make great. Again, they're they're to me they're the they're akin to like a major raid, you know, for for uh, in an MMO, you know, like a RPG MMO. They're like the end game raid, you know what I mean? And the the cool thing about them is not only is that could you possibly take control of them in a limited fashion, but as we've heard from CIG many times, uh, you know, even with ships like you know, the 890 jump and the 890 jump mission, they, they become their own massive FPS level in a sense. So um, there's a lot of gameplay to be had just from one of these ships floating broken in the verse. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I would love to see one of these ships being like totally, you know, disabled. And you're, you're, it, it will take an org level effort months Oh, in yeah. order to secure it, right? It's it's hmm. got to be your, the the sheer focus of your org to pour in time and resources, like like uh, nothing you've ever seen. Yeah, just hmm. I mean to get and with the you know you, and and not only just to 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 repair it and get it functional and and you know get it kind of like tied to you or your org, but you also have to defend it. Because, you know, yeah. while, while, while that's happening, you know, you know, again, with Quanta, you know, someone could stumble across the same thing and say, hey, guys, there's this, you know, uh, Pegasus that these guys are working on and it's at 40% operational. Like, let's go, mm. let's go take it from them and take it the rest of the way. And so somebody could come in and take it to 70% while your org regroups. <laughs> And you know, comes again. So it should, it, it should be like a year or like or almost, you know, at least a year once the game comes out before we right. actually see an org uh, controlled, you know, Pegasus, uh, Bingle, which any of these that is a challenge that many orgs, many orgs will, will, will be happy to accept. Yeah. I can see them oh, doing, yeah. doing maybe six months or maybe three months, just mm. just despite just despite the expectations. Yeah, yep. yeah, but yeah, yeah. you want I, I want to see it be heavily contested, right? You know, make it, mm -hmm. you know, make it be something that is like, hey, this is an epicenter of conflict within the Star Citizen verse. If somebody finds one of these things, meanwhile, you know, you hell, while you're working on this one, you can be out searching for another one. CIG uh -huh. can say, hey, look, there's only four of these large, you know, there, there's, you know, there's one Javelin, one Pegasus, one Bingo, and one Retribution out there for now. 
you know, you guys go find it. And if once you find it, you know, once they get operational, then maybe we'll spawn more or whatever. You know, I would like to see that something like that happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it, could, it could be something like even online, like like I, I mentioned it before. But to take to make a Titan, I believe it takes three months of, of production to, to to make to make a Titan in even online. So I mean, imagine if you find a derelict. Well, we probably won't be finding a derelict, but uh, just just to be able to defend and and try to protect protect it while while, while you're maintaining it and stuff like that, that's going to be a, a huge challenge. So yeah, that that would be some great uh, or gameplay. Yeah, I mean, I don't uh, know if the Starfarer is the biggest refueler we're going to have in game, but this thing would take about a thousand Starfarers to to, to get uh, her yeah. topped off minimum. Yeah, and 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 fifty fifty uh, what's that uh, Orions to mine enough you know raw materials to yeah, yeah. repair it and and all kind of other stuff. Right, I, I wanted to bring every aspect of the game into play in order to just get this thing turn on yeah 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 all right thank you for that the so up next we have the mango carrier and we have a video for that so i go mad would you mind um reading the, the bingo please sure so the bingo is a fleet carrier spacecraft manufactured by robert space industries for the united empire of earth navy bingo class carriers carry multiple squadrons of fighters, bombers, and support craft, and typically form the nucleus of the UEEN Battle Fleet or Task Force Group. Their massive armaments and extremely heavy shielding make it nearly impossible for any individual craft to threaten them. It is 990 meters in length. She's a 990. big one. 990. Almost a kilometer. Yeah. Almost a kilometer. Yeah, exactly. What are, you, what are your thoughts about the, the Bengal? She's a biggin'. She's a biggin'. Yeah, yeah I, look, you know, um, how many, there's what, uh, 40 uh, um, uh, anti-air turrets on her? Uh, yeah, like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go, go over all of them. So according to the... Uh, the you ask me my thoughts, you're going to tell me... <laughs> no, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's Fine. okay. Look, no, I'm just gonna no, sit I, back I and sit my. That thirty cane is in, is is in the house here. Uh, so it has one bearing turret um, with uh, one hundred thirty meter zip buster railgun, eighteen ASD ship to ship turret with dual ion carrying, forty. MA, well, I don't know what size those are, but 40 MA turret, AA turret, with dual, with heavy dual, uh, heavy duty laser cannon, 16 KNW rolling space frame, with 20 minutes each, four Talon Treeper mine dispensers, uh, ammunition, um, HE, EMP, web, nuclear, and antimatter. So, thank you for letting me reread on that go map. Please continue. I apologize for interrupting. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. You were talking. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, basically what I'm saying is it is armed to the teeth. It is, uh, you know, the definition of flying into the wood chipper. Um, if you want to, if, 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 if you want to uh, uh, come and, and challenge this thing, uh, I think, I think some people um, learned that the hard way during fleet week, trying to be cute. Hmm. Um, when, <laughs> that ended badly. 
Yeah, with the beagle, like, oh, I'm gonna shoot it. Right, look, look, pew, pew. And it's like, Pruh. <laughs> does <laughs> seeing i mean if, i don't know if anybody if y'all ever saw all of those uh those guns just kind of come to life oh it was it's a, um it's a sight to see it's a sight yeah to see. It, it, it was a you know a butt pucker moment you know you're like oh i'm glad i wasn't on the other end of that one you know that was that was a lot so yeah Thank you and the name of clients for, for, for being a volunteer. I really appreciate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love, yeah. Yeah, it should yeah, be noted uh, too that that, um, that bearing turret, the four by 130 millimeter ship busters, um, I believe those are size 12 rail guns. So, which I think is the largest we know of. If I'm not mistaken, it's size 12. I could be wrong. And, but the, the key thing to remember there, it's, it is, it's, four of those <laughs> mounted so that would be four size 12 you know being able to fire fired at the same time so that's pretty that's pretty devastating and that's the size so the of bingo the says oh that that idris that's an idris that's cute be shame <laughs> if i put some holes in it yeah yeah the, uh, the, the bingo come to i'm gonna say it's hold my beer <laughs> no, yeah, but that that, that 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 answers one of the questions that we have from our popping face. So, what are the biggest size ship cap guns that we know of? You said size twelve. Mm. I believe that's the largest we know of, and that size twelve may not actually be a size twelve. I think it's estimated because the the guns are larger than the Idris's size ten railgun um, by a significant amount. So it's been postulated that size 12 it's possible that's been data mined but it's somewhere in that neighborhood but again it's a quad mount so it's it's yeah it's big <laughs> you, these, these, this ship is bigger than port olosar oh yeah like yeah. a kilometer long it's like like they say babylon 5 was five miles long it, it's, 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 it's along that scale along mm. i really hope well, it's, that, a, it's uh, almost a kilometer so i don't think it's you know Miles yeah. long, yeah, not quite, yeah, not quite. What were we going to say, Colorado? I really hope, uh, especially in Squadron 42, that CIG, um, you know, does a good job at painting the size and scale of these ships because I think the last time, outside of you know what we've what we've seen, um, with the ships landing and you know bugging into the ships and taking them down to the surface, the last time we've properly seen uh, the Bengal carrier. Um, of its act uh, to understand its actual size was when I think it was in 2013 or 14, 2014 or 15. There was a uh, there was a work in progress um, model of the Bengal carrier just uh, over some valleys, um, and that kind of you know allowed you to understand how large this thing was. Uh, so I really hope in terms of the perspective, because even um, you know during the events. When you were looking at it, you didn't really understand, at least someone who didn't really know about it, you didn't really understand the sheer scale of this ship. Um, and, you know, when, when I shared some footage, um, you know, to some of my friends who never really played the game yet, uh, they their reaction wasn't as, you know, as mind-boggling as, for example, um, you know, that retribution ship from, I think it was Call of Duty, uh, was it Advanced Warfare or Infinity Warfare? They knew how large those ships were, those capital ships, right? So I'm just really looking forward to CIG painting that perspective um, to really understand or allow us to see how much work they put into it in terms yeah. of making it that size. 
Yeah, it's, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, to, to, to one thing to think about in terms of, of scale, and it's always weird because with Star Citizen, you know, you can parse things and all these different metrics. I believe the player character models in Star Citizen are 1.8 meters, or sorry, one, yeah, 1.8 meters tall. And this thing, so almost, you know, two meters tall. And this thing is 990 meters long. <laughs> that, that would essentially be like stacking, you know, into, you know, head to head to toe, like 400 player characters. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it is big. I mean, I, I would hope that they're, they're, they're able to, to give you a sense of scale in, in, in the game. Because I mean, I, but a lot of, I think a lot of people are like me, like at a certain size scale, you just can't comprehend the, yeah. the, the scale of something because i remember because i know like when you when you when you when you when you're standing at the at the foot of a reclaimer as big as that ship is and you're looking up at it and, and seeing it once you get inside it seems so much bigger than, than yeah. the outside so i, yeah. I don't I, if people like me i can't really get, get a sense of scale i'm like i just i just like sitting there with my, with my door, door open just looking at it so pretty <laughs> Yeah, there's a, this, this ship is a suburb, mm. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, technically, that, that's an accurate description. It, it, it is a city in space. Oh wow, TV Ooh. Liquid, man! Thanks for the raid. Ooh, Welcome, yeah. TV Ooh, Liquid, and all the liquid. Thanks, TV Liquid. Thank Welcome. you, Liquid. TV Liquid. Yeah, today we're talking about firepower. We're talking about the the, the, the ships and uh, from just on up inside. And right now we're talking about the Bengal carrier. Well, we're about to move on. But yeah, so thank you for that TV Liquid. Liquid. Okay, up next, we had the Refugation. We have a couple of images for this. Um, I'm, I'm going to read the description for the Refugation. Super Dreadnought. Uh, Retribution class Super Dreadnought is the largest capital ship constructed by the UEE and multiple ship manufacturers to take part in the Vandal War. The UEE Retribution is the only known ship of this class that has been built. The ship is envisioned, the ship is envisioned by Admiral Bishop as a vital mission piece of the Navy ship roster to combat the Vandal Kingship. A single reproduction class vessel was built by the U at the UE Naval Sky Dock on MacArthur, on, on MacArthur and is armed with multiple bearings, 130 mm ship gun. So, yeah, that, 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 and that's all it has listed for its weapons, so that, just that one railgun. So, start up Graham, <laughs> going to you for the retribution. What do you have to say about that ship? <laughs> well, it's um, when size matters. Well, thank eggs and bacon. Hey. Thank you, eggs and bacon. Hey. Shoot and welcome, up. Citizen Zivar. Yeah. Um, when talking about size matters, you know, we're talking about the Bengal at 990 meters. The retribution is 2,700 meters long. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it is it is truly a monster. There's only supposedly in lore only one that's that's built. You know, it's listed as having multiple of those Buster railguns on it. Um, you know, the retribution has two turrets. They're midship. You can kind of see them in that top-down image right there, um, where there's that little center spine. There's two kind of like little trapoid kind of little blocks there. Those are the turrets, and I think it holds dual or quad of those size 12 railguns and that's just the turrets that are on it at this point 
Um, but the ship also on the sides, left and right, has multiple landing pads for other ships because it's just so big. Um, you could It's not even a carrier, but you can just land near it. <laughs> It's like so, a carrier. So, so for comparison, if the Bengal is a, is a suburb or a small city, the troop retribution is like a metropolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's just at, at the least two two suburbs put together. You know what I'm saying? It's a big one. Yeah. I was wondering, and, like, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. All right. I, I was just wondering, like, is it just me? But when I first saw the um, the retribution, that that split in the front, I honestly thought that was some kind of charging railgun electron beam kind of gun that was just like literally half of the ship. And I was like, is that how it's going to work, or is that something else, or is that the shape of the ship? So you know, I'm I'm not sure. I'm completely speculating. What I can say is that in the middle of that you know, cavity all, you know, all the way towards the back, there is a center piece of 3d mesh that's there that could look like some giant energy beam weapon. It also could just be 3d greeble could mean absolutely nothing. Um, But there's, but what I can say is that there's um, on the modeling side of things that in between there, there's, there's nothing else in there. Like, it doesn't look like there's any, like, there's no, like, fuel tanks or other turrets or anything. It's really just, like, a clear open area. So it could be something like the Javelin because the Javelin, you know, inside its little cavity in the front of it, it has two huge, I think, size 10 or size 12 torpedo um, tubes. Um, this could have something like that for all we know. Yeah, speaking of the, um, your work on, on the model, uh, you, you want to talk about the, the fleet in regard to retribution for us? Yeah, I mean, so a lot of people know we're working on the Starjump Fleet Viewer, and this is um, a preview of what the Ooh. retribution currently looks like oh. in the Fleet Viewer. Oh, baby. Um, and this is um, two size um, compared with an Idris M and an Idris K and a Bengal, a Pegasus, and a Javelin. So you can kind of see right away the um, the Retribution is a monster. Um, the stuff that's out there is really rudimentary. So uh, there's been a ton of modeling work uh, going on by me and, and another friend of mine on the Retribution to get it into shape for the Fleet Viewer. Um, it's, it's kind of one of those Easter egg ships we're throwing in there. And, and um, when I found out I was coming on this episode, I was like, oh, this will be a good place to reveal the Retribution being in the Fleet Viewer. So so uh there it is um it's a, it's a really cool ship um it's it's just an absolute monster though it's an absolute monster and you know in lore um you know it's not one ship manufacturer it's actually m- multiple ship manufacturers because it's so big that it requires that sort of effort so like the either way the command unit on that thing the command unit on that thing is larger than the idris's yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Can you give us a hint at when we may pick the the fleet bro to come online? Well, I I don't know of an exact date yet, um, but what I can say is that we are probably going to finish all the ships uh, within, I don't know, probably two weeks. And and a lot of the back end has already been done, so it's really just taking all the ships and programming them in. so I would love if it came out, you know, um, beginning of summer. Uh, that's kind of, I think, the goal. Um, but, you know, we may launch it with 
you know, a certain subset of features and then maybe update it a month later or a couple months later with more features. Um, I think people can probably expect that. But uh, one of the cool things we're trying to do is put in some of those Easter egg things. So you'll be able to, to spawn the Pegasus or, or the Retribution and and possibly some other uh, cool Easter eggy stuff. So my, primarily just to primarily just to get a sense of scale because it's you know bigger is not always better in star citizen obviously because you know even something like the anvil arrow is a really cool ship to have it has a great purpose but one of the things i think that is cool about star citizen that grabs new players is that initial sense of scale you know what i mean it, you know from the first time you take a ship from orbit down to a planet's surface or the first time you encounter the bangle flying by during invictus there's those moments that you can show them to someone who doesn't play star citizen and they go oh my yeah i need to i need to play this game so for me mm. being able to show this stuff sometimes is a good way to like get new players in the game and, and i'm all about that so so I have one, one another question about the uh, the retribution. So in the back of the retribution, is there a small license plate that says "We break for no one"? <laughs> there should be. <laughs> there should be. There is one as far as I know. But uh, you know what? That should be another Easter egg that you add personally. That the third up goes yeah. here. We break for no one. I, should. Somewhere. <laughs> I, I will say this when you're thinking about the retribution um it's top bridge area so the actual bridge and then the superstructure behind that and that's just a small yeah. part of the retribution that whole area is is the size of probably eight bengal bridges um just oh, to give you an idea and the weird thing is, is the retribution has geometry underneath the ship that is just as big that I can't quite figure out what it is. Um, it could be a massive weapon or it could be more habitation or, or a secondary bridge or something. But underneath the, the um, uh, retribution, there's some really interesting stuff going on um, that makes me wonder kind of what it's going to be. You know, whether we'll see this ship in the verse or not, who knows? I don't know if they're... I was going to say, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see it in Quantum 42, but I don't know about Star Citizen. Yeah. Uber Nerd! Uber Nerd! Coming in with the Ray! Yeah. Yeah, What's hello, up? Welcome, Welcome nerds. nerds! Hello everyone from Uber Nerd's channel. We talk about firepower. We talk about ships um, the size of Idris and bigger. Right now we're talking about the, the um, retribution. In fact, um, I would appreciate it if, um, if we could go back to, to the other picture that Starship Grimm um, provided for the, for, for the new various. Thank you. So yeah, this is work that our Starship Grimm is, is working on. So tell me, like, uh, given the size of this ship, like, do you have to like do it go at a piece bill or you go at it like one by one piece at, 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 at a time or you just tackle it all, all at once or what um i mean luckily the ship is symmetrical which makes it easier and when i'm dealing with a symmetrical ship i i really just work on one side and then i mirror it um the, the one thing i will say though is the ship is absolutely massive from like just a polygon count and it so one of the things I'm going to do to kind of when we start promoting the fleet viewers release, uh, hopefully very soon, is I'm going to start exporting, you know, wallpapers um, of some of these ships and the retribution. I've already exported like 10,000 pixel resolution images of it and you're able to zoom down like all the way to like where you got the bridge full screen so you can really explore it and you can check out its landing pads and all that. So. Um, 
yeah, it, it's a tough ship to bottle. It's actually not totally done. This is a little bit of an early image you're seeing here. There's a little bit more uh, lighting work that needs to go on it. Um, but yeah, it's if, if a ship is symmetrical, generally I'll work on one side and then I'll take all that work and duplicate it and flip it on its x-axis to build the other side of the ship. Um, asymmetrical ships, though, I, I can't do that. It's a lot more work. <laughs> right, obviously. <laughs> so how was the Pegasus when you were doing that? The Pegasus yeah, yeah, is a pain. You stream your modeling work on, on, on your stream occasionally, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's not all me. Um, there's one other collaborator that when this comes out, I'll definitely credit him. Um, he does a lot of work, and then there's an artist in South America who has helped me model a lot of stuff too, especially on the Endeavor. Um, he helped me rebuild that ship from scratch. But the Retribution and the Pegasus are kind of all me. I'm working on those primarily, and... Um, yeah, the Pegasus is a pain because it's completely asymmetrical. It doesn't share any components from one side to the other, except for maybe the engines. So it is a, it is very much a, a starting from a scratch sort of thing. Yeah. Big Black Jamie, thank you for the thousand bits. We appreciate it. And if anyone has yeah. questions, make sure you submit questions using the, the token down below and below the chat. Mm -hmm. So and you talk about how, how many polygons this ship has. If you load this ship in your game on your computer on on on, on a regular computer, will it will it like melt your PC? Um, thankfully, no, because it has no interior on the fleet viewer. I'm just working oh, okay. with exteriors. Um, but what I can tell you is that you know something like the javelin, even just the javelin, which at 480 meters with its interior is massive and can melt and, and can melt your computer if you're working with it like in a 3D program, which is which is something to say in regards to you can sort of tip your hat to CIG's engine at that point because you know we've had multiple javelins in game we've had the Bengal in game doing flybys and and um, with some of their interior in there and that just goes to show you that is is frustrating as CIG's development bugs can sometimes be its engine is handling some truly massive ships really well because if you were to load up the like the javelin with its interior into like 3d studio max or some sort of 3d software it it, it really crawls to a halt and, and most of the time <laughs> crashes your software multiple times um yeah so and that's just the javelin the the retribution before you're even going to see some of these ships like the bengal and stuff really appear in game in any substantial ways they're going to have to get interior and exterior ship culling and other features like that active uh, which is also one of the reasons why I'm so excited for ship culling to get back on the progress tracker because it's been removed mm. several times because that actually is going to be a pretty big performance um, helper, you know? Definitely. Because these ships, as complicated as their exteriors seem, their interiors are just as complicated, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, right. it's, it's so, it, you got to remember, they have tons and, you know, millions and millions and millions of polygon uh, polygons inside them as well, just making up that interior mesh. So, I'm going to ask you to throw uh, something in chat. Just say hi something in chat so people can follow you and people can follow your progress with the, um, the, the, the fleet models and, and, uh, and other work that you do. So, yeah, g g definitely give Starzipgum a, a follow if you love cool. this kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, the Twitch channel and, and Star Jump. You can just type Star Jump Star Citizen on YouTube. You'll find us. I'm constantly posting stuff up there. And and as we're nearing completion on the Fleet Viewer, um, 
and, and we're really getting to that point now, um, you're, you're going to start seeing, uh, you know, promotions and us hyping it up now and probably start revealing features and hopefully soon start revealing dates and stuff. So, um, you know, now is the time if you're interested in the fleet viewer to definitely start paying attention because we're, we're to that point now where, you know, stuff's going to start getting out there and, um, you know, big shout out to people like Lunfacy who does um, Starship uh, Starship 42, you know, which is the other fleet viewer that's out there. Uh, he's a friend and, and he's actually a supporter of what we're doing and, and we're, we support him. You know, his fleet viewers got different features than ours. Ours kind of leans on being high fidelity while his leans on the ability to just move your camera any and everywhere and all that stuff. So there's room for both. And, and I think we, we'll be able to complement each other a little bit. Um, for those of you, you know, trying to visualize your fleet and stuff. I have, I have a quick question about your fleet viewer. Yeah. Maybe you can, will you be able to take the JSON files in order to build a fleet? You will. Yeah. Yep. You will. Yep. And, um, we, while I can't totally get into a lot of it yet because we're still mapping it out, the fleet viewer is really step one. Um, we have a bigger project that will use, it will utilize fleet viewers assets. But it's going to be, um, we hope, a big game changer in the world of like Star Citizen org and fleet management, especially org management. So, um, yeah, big things to come. Matt Dow, thank you for the subscription. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Matt. that's uh, yeah. I, I, I think that's it for the UEE um, side of the show. Now we're going to tackle on the take on the brand dual side. I believe we have a video. So here we go. Oh, okay, so it's just, yeah, so the audio is it, it, it just, um, the background music, but we can, we can talk about it doing this, but yes, I believe this is the, well, we have quite a few, um, brand ships, but we're, I'll just watch, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we have a, uh, that, that was a video for the manual. We have quite a few um, unconfirmed ships, um, like the, the the smaller ones are called the Light Fighter, the Hunter, and the Mauler. I believe we have images for, for these, but not much is known about these. Uh, the Hunter itself is known as a Vandal Hunter. Uh, Vandal Hunter is a Corvette. The Light Fighter is comms, and the Mauler is a cruiser. And those are the ones at the bottom. So not much is known about uh, those ships except for their exist and their name. And I don't know when these images are, were taken, but they might, that might be out of date. So don't expect these to be exactly what you see when you eventually do see them. But the two other stuff that we do know know a, a bit more about is one of the the driller, and that's the harvester carrier. Yeah, so they are they are in concept, but we but not much is known about the um the the, the, the smaller of the the light fire mauler and, and the hunter. 
So yeah, so you have any comments about these? FC, I think I sent you uh, that picture. I think that's what that's the only picture that we have from CIG with regards to the Hunter Destroyer. But it was never confirmed if that really is the Hunter Destroyer. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we we what we one thing we do know is that the um is obviously they're keeping the Vandal fleet pretty close to their vest, which is great. Uh, but if you do follow the progress tracker at any given time, either the EU or US ship team, ship production team, um, has Vandal fleet in the pipeline. It is has been going on for a long time and is still going on. You know, we know they're, they probably play a huge role in Squadron 42. So my best guess is all these ships are done. Um, we know that the the smaller fighters like the scythe and all that got redesigned so i personally feel those ships got redesigned because whatever these bigger ships turned into warranted that redesign um so i'm sure they look fantastic ten years to, to, to work on these ships. Well, yeah. Lefty, thank you for the subscription. Appreciate it. Thank so you. yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing these ships in the game and, and I hope if there's any any um cataclysm. Thank you for the five oh, gifts. Gift star, appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Do you have to be saying in the Bengal or any or any um any indication? These will be uh, you know very detailed, especially when, or, yep. when it comes to, to, to the alien the alien design language. Yeah. Uh, so we, we have some uh, information about the the driller. Um, let me see who's is up next. Um, oh, oh, just me. So I'll read, I'll read about the driller. So the driller is a Vandal Harvester carrier. It's a large transport vessel with massive engines capable of atmospheric flight. It is used to deploy harvesters during raid, during raid to harvest resources. So yeah, that, that is the video for it. So yeah, um, Kawadi, are you familiar with, with, with the driller? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I can definitely remember this trailer. I remember the reactions that we had when all of us saw this trailer. Yeah. Uh, and I have a question for Grim. Um, with regards to the Van Duel ships, I, I think I remember them saying when they were developing these ships, they had to kind of make some compromises or redesigns because the the party counts, or I can't remember it, uh, but the surface was so expensive. Um, from the original concepts that they had to make some changes, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know, uh, from your experience, have you had to do anything like um, with regards to that? So, yeah, that's a great question. I, to, to be totally honest with you, um, the assets I have, especially on the driller, do not look like what we're seeing here, which means mm -hmm. the driller looked like one thing previously <laughs> and then right. has probably been iterated multiple times. One thing, it, there was um, an Inside Star Citizen a while back. I can't remember. It's probably a year or two ago at this point. And there was a very short clip of them showing a hallway inside of a Vanduul ship. And there was these spheres kind of floating on the left and right. And those spheres had shaders on them, right? So textures, 3D textures. And those shaders 
um, they were showing off the shader system essentially for the Vanduul fleet and they were showing how it was like organic and it could move and all this stuff. But I think that what they were doing there is that they were showing us what the Vanduul fleet was evolving into because there are tricks you can do in 3d with shaders to make things look much more complicated from a mesh standpoint than they actually are and i think and they've never done that on other ships like showed off just shaders on a sphere and i i feel like they did that specifically because all the new vandal ships and especially this harvester here to me I'm speculating a little bit as a 3D artist who works in the film and television industry. It looks like to me this uses some shader techniques that keep the poly count reasonable and usable while making the ship look much more complicated. So if that gives you any idea. So I think they've they've really worked out their hard surface and spline-based shader system into something that can make Vandal fleets a reality. So... Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, I don't own. Well, I own the Merchantman, obviously, and the Defenders. So I don't own many alien ships. I do like the the, the design language of, of the Vandal, but it's not something I really want to own. But it's really nice to look at, it, especially this shot right here of the driller going to the sunset or whatever whatever that is. Some of this, so, yeah. Some of this you can really tell. And not that I'm telling people to do this at all, but some of this you can really tell. Um, if if you were to export a star citizen ship as a 3d model like from the game right it's going to look good but it's not going to look exactly how it looks in game and the reason is is that some of that geometry is handled by shaders so it's a trick they're, they're tricking you it's not it doesn't have all the detail you think it is you think it has and it's only when that shader is applied through you know um, the star engine that it takes on the final look and out of all the ships that I've seen personally, the alien ships are the ones that really lean on that shader trick. So, for example, the the Defender, if it's not using some of its like normal mapping and bump mapping on its shaders, it look there's a lot of details missing on the Defender when you pull it out of the game. So, so I think the Vanduul is going to lean really heavily on that. So, I, I actually think this driller concept we're seeing here. Besides a few updates, probably in the form of how its turrets look, I think this is going to be how it looks in game. Yeah, I mean they 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 put a lot of work in, into into it, obviously. Yep. So I don't I don't see I don't see them changing it here. Maybe a few um, tweaks here and there over the years, yep. but yeah, I, I I I tend to agree. All right, so up uh, up next we have the kinship kingship. Uh, Go, Matt. No, Kavadi, sorry. Kavadi, would you mind reading the, the, the kingship, please? Yeah, sure thing. So the Vandal Kingship, UEE military designation, is the apparent flagship of Vandal clans. It is a dreadnought, fleet carrier, command and control ship, and a soul transport combined in a single hull. It is the largest Vandal ship known to humanity, and is reported to be between 1,500 to 3,000 meters long. 3,000 meters long, yeah. It's a big ship. So, yeah, I would, Graham, can you wait to get your hands on, 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 on some of these? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, they're they're amazing. I would, I would love to. Uh, you know, but with that, you know, one of the things that, you know, we try to do is start jump, like with my cinematics and just 
other things that I can't even really talk about. Obviously, I want to respect what CIG is trying to do, and especially with the Vandal stuff and Squadron 42 stuff in general, they want that kept mostly under wraps. So, um, you know, even if I had the models, I probably wouldn't put them in, in Fleet Viewer, uh, but I wish I had them. I, I'm really excited for the, even this, just the smaller Vandal ships that, that we can own, um, getting those new designs because they look fantastic. And the Kingship is another one of those that I think has, has gone through multiple redesigns because like the like the Banu Merchantman, you can find imagery of it out there, but it always looks different from, Im from image to image. It looks, you know, one way here and another way here and another way here. So I, I think what we've seen, you know, without seeing it really is over the course of the last eight years of development, the Vandal have been refined and refined and refined and refined. Um, and I think they're going to be just like, you know, we hear all the time how the Idris is like the hero ship, you know, of Squadron 42, and it's got all this detail, and it's going to be amazing. I think that's going to be the case for the Vanduul as well. Not only their their clans, but their character models, their ships, all that stuff is going to be incredible. So I've got a question for Gomad. If you find, like, a derelict kingship, or maybe even a derelict villa, do you try to, do you just salvage it or would you be tempted to try to get it running into to, to, to make it in, back to a warship it depends all right how many how many folks how many you know how big is my org how many resources do we have will the juice be worth the squeeze i mean definitely i think you know while everybody else is trying to get that javelin up and running i'm like ha ha I got a king ship, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, but, it's, but wait, wait, wait. go ahead. But now, I mean, again, you know, I, my hope is to to do that is going to take at least months and months and months. And the bigger the ship, it should take even longer. So a king ship should be the sole like focus of an entire massive org like test or you know uh, some of the bigger orgs right that should be their sole fo focus is to everything that they're doing is in order to fund and provide resources in order to get this kingship up and running uh, if they were to do that, but given that the Vandal are, you know, the enemies of the UEE, wouldn't you be afraid of someone coming across it and just blowing it up without knowing that it's human in, humans in charge of it or anything like that? Or would you just say you, you, you wouldn't care about that? I mean, it's the same thing if you if you fly a, a, a blade or a glaive or any of the, you know, Vandal ships right now, right? You know, I mean, people see you and they can tell if you're, you know, based upon your transponder or Moby signature or whatever, whether or not you're hostile or friendly, you know, uh, hopefully they don't, you know, just shoot first, ask questions later um, type situation. I mean, hopefully people are scanning before they start firing. Not like, oh my God, Steve, shoot it. <laughs> um, I mean, first of all, that's probably not a wise thing to do if you run across a kingship i imagine to if, if you're going to come across if you're going to try to destroy something like that i'm 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 gonna I'm need you to bring a fleet you know what i'm saying a, a, a few idrises and or whatever so with that amount of coordination need to actually you know take it on i would hope you do a little bit of due diligence first but who knows 
I picture yeah. to destroy a kingship, it's going to have to be an Independence Day Will Smith scenario yeah. where you're flying <laughs> inside of it. You drop the bomb. You leave. Right. Um, I mean, one interesting thing, though, if if when you're reading the driller's description, and we sort of know this with Idris's and Kraken's, you know, with the driller, it's said that it's capable of atmospheric flight. We don't really hear that about the javelin, obviously, and we know that there was a javelin that got too close to a gravity well of a planet and crashed. That's that's in lore, I think. Paul Shelley could probably correct me on that, but I think I'm right. And and I would assume that is very much the case with ships like uh, a kingship, retribution, all that. These are ships that are not going to be anywhere near planets. These are going to be these are going to be system controller type ships. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I, I could even see CIG in the future releasing. So you know how we have we have systems now, right? So you can go to you know. Stanton, but you'll go to Pyro or wherever. I could see them in the future if they putting places that we can jump to that aren't systems per se, but just voids in space that maybe have derelicts on them, like kingship or or angle derelicts. And because that's going to be such a complicated space, not only with the ship, its interior mesh. AI players, everyone around it, fighting each other, blowing each other up, battles on board the ship, all that. That's going to be a really taxing thing on the servers. So I almost wonder if some of these monster ships, like the King Ship, if they do make an appearance, will they just be a place that data runners, you know, discover this jump point that leads to a, a Vandal, you know, a Vandal wreck and that we can all go there? Think of it more like a a raid or a dungeon in an MMO, you know what I mean? Where it's not really a system; it's just a jump point to an to a you know an objective, essentially, um, primarily to keep performance uh, up. Because I I have a hard time believing that you know a, a system like Stanton could support something like a Bengal or a Kingship derelict with with a full interior and players battling it out for that. But we'll see. You know, we don't know. You know, when server meshing, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Uh, each king, a kingship and a bangle will be essentially their own, its own server, maybe. Server. Yeah, that, that's yeah. another way to think about it. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, and yeah, no, to answer your question, I definitely don't work for CIG. No. Yeah, I was gonna say, big Buckeye boy, none of us work for CIG. Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna th our, our thoughts on the game. Well, we all so work for CIG. Well, we pay them for the honor to do so. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Akabadi, do you have any yeah. thoughts about the about the kingship? I'm staying far away from the kingship. <laughs> far away. Because the thing is, if you don't know about the Van Duel, they are a resource hungry mother. <laughs> because remember, if one of their ships gets destroyed, they aren't gonna just leave it there. So by the mm. time you get you know, you actually go to a a, a wreck, even for a um a Van Duel capital ship, you can you, I'm 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 100% guaranteed, or there I'm sure that there's a 100% guarantee that you're gonna have a lot of trouble, um, getting even just hull-based resources or hull-scraping resources from that Vandal capital ship, because those Vandal will want to get their resources back. They want your resources, so you can imagine how much they will want to get their resources back. So I'm staying far away unless I'm in some kind of org. Or something like that, because I ain't risking it. Well, hell, and what's worse is if they, um, if somebody took them out, do you want to mess with them? No, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no. 
Call it exactly for you. So, so say someone would, would would give you a free kingship, a free kingship. Okay, you can just have it outright, but you have to give up your 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 for it. Would you do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> because by the time I owe the kingship, I know every single person in the galaxy, every single bad duel is going to be on my tail trying to get that back. I'd rather own an Aurora. I'm, I'm totally fine. Aurora for life. Is, is Griff playing us the, ra the wrap it up music here? Was, was... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's only um, a, 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 a size comparison video. I believe one of our mods um, provided it to him. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. So up, next, up next, we have the Q&A um, section. So yes, if you have questions, go ahead and hit that token, token and, um, and some of the questions. So up first is Big Black Gaming. How many systems do panelists think should be in PU before we access before access to these ships are allowed? Again, I'll ask. How many systems do panelists think should be in the PU before access to these ships are allowed? So, like, say, say two or three systems, and then we get like a javelin or Idris. What do, what do people think? Mm. Yeah, I'd say three systems for something three. the size of a Idris or Kraken. Um, you know, a Kraken, for example, can be manned by 10 people. It doesn't require, I know Kraken isn't on our list today, but it's another 272 meter long capital. It could be manned by 10 people. So I think it's, you could use it. Um, but yeah, two to three systems is what I'm thinking. Maybe three. Yeah, okay. I agree. Um, mainly because, for example, right, what I'm what I'm I'm envisioning is um, the kind of money that you need to earn to upkeep these ships. And in yeah. some cases, for example, trading, um, you know, let's say you were you only had a one star system like we like we do now, you're not you aren't gonna necessarily find much or make much of a profit let's you know by trading um across a single star system and that's just one kind of profession so having multiple star systems especially when it comes to transporting or doing things from one point to another in terms of distance and risk um i think the more star systems the better because more activity that you'd have to uh, that you can find or things that you can trade or do anything to really make more money um over a period of time to upkeep these ships is definitely going to be needed. So three systems, I think is going to be a good sweet spot. Cool. Anyone else? Yeah. So number of systems is great, um, but I think the player count is going to be the the real mm -hmm. um, metric that we're going to have to go by. Uh, I think we're going to have to have at least, in order for these ships to mean anything, um, it doesn't matter how many systems there are. We could still be in Stanton, but if we're less than, and I'm going to shoot the moon here, man. If we're less than 500 players in a single sys, uh, system, or at least, you know, if we don't have um, things like NPC traffic at starports and landing zones and cities and things like that, if the game isn't, a, if the server that we log into isn't able to be full already, with life whether it be player or npc adding these types of ships into it will only consolidate that those limited number of people or limited number of uh resources that are already there so um now of course that will coincide with the expansion into more systems 
right? As we're able to bring on server meshing and, you know, from static to dynamic or whatnot, we'll be able to expand to more and more servers. Uh, but I think increasing the player count is what is going to be, what's going to make these ships yeah. be viable in the game. Yeah. Okay. So we had another question from Pot and Face, but we are, we, excuse me, we, we already answered it. Just said, what are, what are the biggest size cap guns we know of? And Grim, you said a 10, or 10 or 12? We, we there, definitely there, have a size 10, but possibly 12. We and that's speculated. Like 2,000 bits. Yeah, that's speculating. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, Django Mango, Django Migo asked, will melee weapons get upgraded? Will we have a lightsaber-like weapon? Uh, I don't think we have lightsabers. That, that's, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. So no lightsabers. I'm hoping for something like Mass Effect. Maybe we'll have um, grenades and stuff like that that, that, uh, that we could have in, in a game, but I don't think we'll get those either. We will have what the uh, the staves, the the lances from the uh, the Vandal. Yeah. Oh, but oh god, if the day they the day they bring in lightsabers in this game is no, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> to, to to answer that previous question, by the way, so while this is not a turret, the javelin carries thirty two size twelve torpedoes. The mm. javelin. Mm. Damn. Okay. So there's really no hard limit on the size of weapons. I'm I'm. I'm sure CIG could get pretty creative. <laughs> somebody in the ja so what you're saying is somebody in the javelin could just delete Port Everest if they got pissed off. <laughs> I think so, yeah, I think so. But what I think you may may see is even if they do cap it at like size ten, um, which I'm pretty confident they get bigger than that because the guns on the top of the javelin, um, again, they look to be size twelve. But regardless, what CIG does is they just double them up or quadruple them up. So then you get a four turret mount or a dual mount, you know, size ten or whatever. So that firepower just starts getting exponentially worse. <laughs> so we have one last question, and I think this is the last question of the um, evening for us. So a U.S. carrier. Aircraft carrier uses CV or CVN next to its name. Fast tech subs uses SSN and so on. All UEE ships are labeled as UEE Idris, as an example. If there was a UEES fast card, I should have pre-read this question. If there was a UEES fast card, you wouldn't know what type of capital ship it was without being specifically told. Do you feel like missing the naming convention markers of the of UE Navy ship? So do you think do, do you think do you feel we're missing the naming convention markers of UE Navy ship? Did, like do we need a U a CV or CVN and or, or USS for like the Enterprise and stuff like that? Star Trek. Uh, do do you think we we need a naming convention in 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 the game? People can name their ships whatever they want. If their org, if they if they if their org, you know, if they want to designate ships, you know, as certain things in their org, then go ahead. If the UEE Navy wants to designate stuff, I think the UEE don't they um, have ship designations in their stuff? I don't think. Yeah, that, 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 that is the question. Like, should should ship have designation to so people will know what what type of ship it is if they see the name? Man, yeah, I mean, if you can see the name, you could probably scan the ship. Yeah, I, I I personally hope, especially with ships this 
valuable from a real dollar standpoint, but also an in-game value. I personally would love if at some point in the future, you know, you can, like most airplanes and stuff have transponders on them. If you could activate a transponder for your ship that says, hey, I am a, a, UE, a UEE Idris out here, an Idris M, you know, whatever, and kind of broadcast who you are, which could be a deterrent. But if you're not broadcasting openly on what type of ship you are, I would hope that you could alter your EM signature, which we know that signature gameplay is going to be in because they've showed us some of that. I would hope that you could maybe alter that and try to disguise your ship as something else maybe at a distance. And I don't mean if someone's got visual of it, obviously, like with their eyes, All but right. like if they're scanning it from, you know, across halfway across the system, if, a, you know, a Herald is scanning and they pick up an interesting EM signature, maybe there's like, maybe an Idris, for example, could, could equip some sort of computer blade that masks it as a... 890 jump if it's EM signatures within a certain range. I don't know, but it would be cool if you could play with that a little bit to sort of disguise these ships as best you could because, again, these are going to be the biggest targets for players. 100%. Be like, I'm an Aurora, but I identify as an 890 jump. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, and we've, and we've, seen, <laughs> we've even seen that gameplay. They showed it off where there was a... Um, I forget what ship it was, but it was a big ship and there was a bunch of smaller ones like crowding around it because the bigger ship's signature hid the smaller ship. So they were effectively invisible from scans. And and while we don't have that in game right now, that type of stuff could be so cool in the future if we could do that. And again, yeah. it could give those it could give those capital ships another reason to exist. You know, because we're gonna need a lot of reasons for those to be oh, yeah. pulled out. Yeah, uh, I think GoMob said it. You know, these things are going to be huge resource hogs. So, you, you need as many reasons to pull these out of the hangar as, as possible. Yeah, I, 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 the question I, I think it talk, talk about classification and CIG giving classification, like for maybe like a heavy fighter or even like a medium fighter should should should, should have these designations. I'm okay with, 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 with them having the designation or not, that's just me, but I can see how a lot of people would want designation, so like if you would like trying to decide if you, if you want to take on a certain ship, having a designation would make or break that decision, like if it's, if it's too big for you to, to handle, if it has a, you could tell that it's a, like an address or something like that, and, and your fleet is not quite capable of handling the address, then yeah. Uh, but if it's something, but then you know maybe they could turn off that um, transponder marker, like you said, and and and, and yeah. you can you can, you can decide to risk it or not risk it, depending on what, what you think the, the reward will be. So I'm yeah. I'm either way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe there's there's a strategic value of you not knowing when I'm flying. You know, right. maybe, you know, if I'm the Rossinanti, right? You never know. You know what I'm saying? I could be an Idris <laughs> or I could be somebody in a 100i, right? You never know. Or, or maybe, you know, and this is, I'm again, speculating, but maybe in the future of Star Citizen, there's, uh, and, you know, some orgs or even particular players who become sort of infamous. And, you know, maybe there is a player made infamous Idris out there and it wants to kind of cloak itself as best as possible because when it enters a system, it's, you know, the meta target of everyone because everyone wants to take down, you know, Joe Blow's Idris because he's 
famous in the star citizen community who knows you know what i mean there's there's a lot of reasons i could see why you'd want to conceal that obviously that changes i think when you're in a visual range but we 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 hear that term a lot anyways when you're whenever you watch something like star trek and something you know what i mean they always talk about you know it's it's becoming in visual range well now you can mm-hmm. really identify it versus just getting a, an assumption on it um so I, I've I've always been interested in that scanning gameplay and how that's going to turn out specifically in relation to capital ships. Yeah, this is why I'm planning on keep, keeping my my mission man and like a system like Terra because I because I mean not not to hide like the ego or anything, but I, I'm pretty sure people someone someone wants to say, oh, I blew up uh, fast cards Benny Merchantman. <laughs> So yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm keeping that as safe as possible. Oh man, yeah, that was my whole reason for playing this game. That's the only reason I'm right? still back. It's <laughs> for the opportunity. Like day one, I'm sending a retaliator missile right at your BMM. <laughs> oh come on, can you imagine you flying out in, in, in your Aurora and people know that it's your Aurora and, and you, 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 you're targeted just because it's you? <laughs> Hey, I'm going to make a name for myself where you can't catch this Aurora. My Aurora will be legendary, right? So if you want to come and get it, you you can meet me in null sex space if you're brave enough. <laughs> Talent accepted. I, 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 I can hear someone say that in 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 in, 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 in the community now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I think that that's it for the Kune. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Doug Williams, thank you for joining us again. Appreciate yeah, having thanks. you on and give, and give us your insight. Yeah, and thanks for having me. Co- thank you to my co-host, Kawadi and GoMap. They're, they're both regular at, at this point. And I'm Fastcard FC. Uh, uh, appreciate you. Uh, appreciate being on and you having me as well. Uh, I want to talk about future uh, shows. I'll, talk, I'll cover show talks. So show talk is something. Uh, show talk is a show we have on Thursday. Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. UTC. We talk about uh, what's going on in the community. Most, mostly, we talk about um, Star Citizen Live because ISC is um, taking a break right right now. Uh, we also sell um, merchandise, so we sell T-shirts, mug, game pad, hats, what have you. Uh, check out that merchandise link down below. Uh, Soul Voices, uh, go map. You know about Soul Voices. You want to you want to come tell us what Soul Voices is about? Yeah, Soul Voices is our new show. It's every Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. each time, 5 p.m. UTC. It's a great show. It's a talk show. We invite the community to come in and have a conversation with us with some, uh, with some fun special guests here and there that, uh, I guarantee you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy. So, uh, come check us out on Saturdays. It's not all the time, but sometimes, you know, when they're, you know, when, when they're available, when they're not, you know, busy out there, you know, working the trap they they they, <laughs> they come join us man uh, on the stream and uh, give us their opinions so uh be sure to drop in on saturdays at uh, 1 p.m Eastern time uh 5 p.m utc and Colorado, you want to tell us about our next show basically we're just on the screen it's good enough yeah, we are going and doing some farming. We're going to talk about some agri-farming. I know that there are a good bit of players that are interested in the agricultural growing crops and all that kind of gameplay. Uh, so come check us out. You know, we're going to have some really nice ideas, really nice discussions, some speculations uh, to see how that's going to go. You know, how that's, how that's going to evolve from what we see as props to something that we could actually do. So look forward to that.
Thank you for that. Yeah, so, so that's 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, midnight UTC next Sunday. So please, please come join us for that. Uh, thank you for everyone who rated us. Thank you for all the people who donated bits. Thank you for all the subscribers. I, I, I just thank everybody in the, in the community in general. We appreciate that. And I believe up next we are going to raid Crucian Gaming. So send him our um, love and um and our appreciation. Oh, they had a fun time on yesterday on on the um, fight or fight uh, show. So I don't know how they do it because they got to keep up the energy. But he has a lot of energy. Thank you for the follow, Commander Fourteen Flip. That's a nice name. Love it. Appreciate so, yeah, nice. so to take you all out next time on on Soul Citizens. Peace, love, and soul. Take care, Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Take care, people.